Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Sunday, February 4th. On today's show, Hong Kong plans a sustainable finance training event for Asian officials in June, while Bank of America appears to renege on its pledge to not finance new coal projects. Plus, a finance worker pays out $25 million after a video call with a deep fake chief financial officer. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with news from Hong Kong, which is set to host a green and sustainable finance training event in June. This event will be attended by policymakers, regulators, and finance professionals from several developing nations. The event is a joint effort by the Beijing-based Institute of Finance and Sustainability, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority, HKMA, and the International Cooperation Platform Capacity Building Alliance of Sustainable Investment. Abby, our correspondent, is here to discuss this further. Can you tell us more about the purpose of this event? Certainly, David. The three-day event is aimed at helping emerging markets enhance their knowledge and skills in sustainable finance. Majun, president of the Institute of Finance and Sustainability, noted that while sustainable finance development has been progressing globally, most of the significant transactions are happening in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development countries and China. The rest of the emerging markets are lagging behind in terms of capacity, which has hindered their development of sustainable finance. So what is the role of the Capacity Building Alliance of Sustainable Investment in this event? CASI, which was launched last December at the United Nations Global Climate Summit COP28 in Dubai, is an international cooperation platform initiated by the Institute of Finance and Sustainability. Its founding members include the HKMA's Infrastructure Financing Facilitation Office, the Beijing-backed Silk Road Fund, Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank, Finance Education and Professional Standards Body, CFA Institute, HSBC, and Standard Chartered Bank, among others. Cassie will co-organize the event with the HKMA and will also provide training during the event. And what can we expect from the event itself? The event will cover a range of topics, including policymaking, regulation, sustainable finance instruments, carbon markets, greenhouse gas emissions accounting, and sustainability disclosures verification. Participants will discuss how to apply sustainable finance principles and best practices adopted by developed markets in their home countries. Cassie plans to create 100 hours of learning content and aims to attract an audience of 100,000 people at its events by 2030. Are there any similar events planned for other regions? Yes, Cassie is planning a similar in-person event in Brazil in April, targeting the Latin America region. Another event is scheduled to be launched in the Middle East and Africa region in the second half of the year. Thanks for the update, Abby. In a related financial news, Bank of America, which pledged in 2021 to no longer finance new coal mines, plants, or Arctic oil drilling, appears to have changed its stance, According to its Environmental and Social Risk Policy Framework from December 2023, such projects will now undergo enhanced due diligence. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about this change in policy? Certainly, David. 
Bank of America's 2021 policy framework stated that the company would not directly finance new thermal coal mines or the expansion of existing ones, including petroleum exploration or production activities in the Arctic. However, the 2023 version of the policy framework does not include these statements. So, what does this enhanced due diligence mean? Bank of America explained in a statement that they have a risk-based process for client transactions. Transactions or client relationships that carry heightened risks will go through an enhanced due diligence process involving senior-level risk review. This seems to suggest that while they may not outright refuse to finance these projects, they will be subject to a more rigorous review process. This change comes at a time when some states are passing laws to prevent banks from refusing to finance coal projects. Can you tell us more about this? Yes, states like New Hampshire, Texas, and West Virginia have passed laws to prevent banks from refusing to finance coal projects. They have even sought to criminalize what is called environmental, social, and governance principles within companies. This conservative backlash to environmental considerations in business has led other companies to pull back from certain eco-friendly initiatives. What has been the response to this change in policy? Last Monday, a coalition of 12 Republican state agriculture commissioners wrote a letter to six large U.S. banks, including Bank of America, over their net-zero ambitions. They warned that the bank's involvement in the Global Eco Alliance may impact food availability, lead to price increases, limit credit access for farmers, and have broad negative economic consequences. They are calling this woke investing and are pushing back against it. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Now, shifting gears to a shocking case of fraud, a finance worker at a multinational firm was tricked into transferring $25 million to fraudsters. The scammers use deepfake technology to pose as the company's chief financial officer and other staff members during a video conference call. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about this elaborate scam? Absolutely, David. The finance worker was invited to a video call with what he thought were several other members of staff. However, all the participants were deepfake recreations. The worker grew suspicious after receiving a message about a secret transaction from the company's UK-based chief financial officer. Despite his initial doubts, he was convinced by the video call as the participants looked and sounded like his colleagues. So he was convinced by the deepfake technology to the point that he transferred a significant amount of money. How much was it exactly? He was convinced to remit a total of $200 million Hong Kong dollars, which is about $25.6 million. The scam was only discovered when the employee later checked with the corporation's head office. This is quite alarming. Are there other instances where deepfake technology has been used for fraudulent activities? Yes, this is not an isolated case. At a recent press briefing, Hong Kong police revealed they had made six arrests in connection with such scams. They also found that eight stolen Hong Kong identity cards were used to make 90 loan applications and 54 bank account registrations between July and September last year. On at least 20 occasions, AI deepfakes were used to trick facial recognition programs by imitating the people pictured on the identity cards. This certainly raises concerns about the misuse of deepfake technology. Are there any measures being taken to combat this? Authorities worldwide are growing increasingly concerned about the sophistication of deepfake technology 
and its potential misuse. However, the challenge lies in keeping up with the rapid advancements in this technology and finding effective ways to detect and prevent such fraudulent activities. This incident serves as a stark reminder of the potential dangers posed by artificial intelligence technology. Indeed, it's a wake-up call for all of us. Thanks for that report, Bella. Now, shifting our focus to Brazil, Banco do Brasil, a leading Brazilian bank and a key player for the country's federal government, has announced it will no longer use its own resources to finance defense companies. This decision could have significant implications for the domestic industry. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you tell us more about Banco do Brasil's role in the defense industry? Certainly, David. Banco do Brasil, with assets exceeding $1.4 trillion reals, or $283 billion U.S. dollars, plays a significant role in the domestic industry by guaranteeing exports for companies. It's also the second largest bank in Latin America. This move affects part of the funds from PROEX, a federal government mechanism that provides resources for Brazilian companies exporting goods and services, which is managed by the bank. What's the bank's rationale behind this decision? The bank has stated that credit grant decisions are always guided by credit policies and social responsibility. In compliance with its internal governance and sustainability instruments, which are recognized as a market benchmark, Banco do Brasil has decided not to contract new operations for the defense sector with its own resources. And how is this decision being received by defense companies? The reaction has been quite serious. A chief executive of a defense company, who wished to remain anonymous due to the sensitivity of the topic, told Defense News that this decision means defense companies on national territory will no longer have the capacity to export. The executive also pointed out that financial tools are necessary for exports, including during post-shipment operations, where clients demand guarantees. What are the potential alternatives for these defense companies? That's a good question, David. The CEO was unable to identify alternative credit options or guarantees for local defense companies. However, the Defense Ministry has reported that it has worked with BNDS, a Brazilian state development bank, as well as the Ministry of Development, Industry, Commerce, and Services. The bank's president has also promised to study a possible expansion of the scope of PROEX to meet the credit needs of the defense sector. This significant development is something we'll be keeping a close eye on. Thanks for that report, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.